Welcome to Chica and the Man. And I'm your co-host, Sonia Iris Lozada, and I am Chica. And I'm Alex Greenwood, and I am the Man. Hello, people. Thank you for joining us. I know that we've been quiet for a while, but this is Sonia, your Chica. Hey, and this is Alex. I am the Man. And it's, it's good to say hi to everybody. Yeah. Boy, uh, as John Lennon once said, life's what happens to you when you're busy making other plans. And then, of course, you you add the uh, holiday season into it. Yeah, there you yeah. go. But here yeah. we are. We're back now, though. So Yes, we are. And this is our year in episode. So we're going to talk about the good, the bad and the ugly in our uh, <laughs> lives. And so uh, we just wanted to say thank you for all the listeners for this year. And we're very grateful. My first question to you, Alex, is what was one of the favorite things that you experienced or happened this year? Well, there's so many things that I'm very happy about, but I did give birth to my eighth novel um, this uh, and no, right after Thanksgiving, and it's the end of my mystery series, and I had a great book signing and sold some books and got a very nice Kirkus review. Um, which yeah, Kirkus, they were like, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I, yeah, I'm telling you. So, uh, pilot's faith is the book it's on Amazon anyway. Uh, but I'm just saying that that was great, that, that, that was a great capper because that was a book that it was about two years in the making and, uh, for a series that started almost 15 years ago. And now that series is basically base. Well, all right. I've left the door open a crack, but it's basically done, but I'm very, I'm very happy to achieve that and kind of get that. Hmm. I told you this before, Sonia, I, I often view being a writer, like always having homework. And if you, uh, if, if you, once you finish a book for a while, you know what I mean? You kind of give yourself a break. So I, I've got that, but, but, but what about you? What, what's good with you? Um, well, let's see. I am actually starting to write again. And yeah. cause I put it off. I just, you know, I, I feel the, I thought the pandemic wasn't going to affect me and, and at first I really thought, oh, what a wonderful time. I get to stay home, not drive in LA traffic. I can work from home. And it was a time to reflect. So I reflected. Now I'm tired of reflecting. <laughs> I just, <laughs> just want to get on. It's like, you know, I have gotten all my vaccination and my boosters. And I'm one of those people that they say were highly vaccinated because I got really ill. I did. I, mm. I, they make me really sick, but that's, they say your body's really fighting the virus. That's a good thing. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> it was not a good thing when you're in bed for a couple of days, but I did that. I visited my parents. I'm working on my book. My style has kind of changed, which is kind of weird because my, I've always been like, I call myself the self-help poet because all my poetry is the self-help and, and, you know, acceptance and what can be. Now I've done, I still have that, but it's changed more into surrealism. Like what can be, what's out there, multidimensional things, you know, it, there's so much we don't know. Mm -hmm. And so that's fascinating to me. I've gotten more into physics and uh, studying things like that. So that's one of the favorite things. And one of the things that I'm very blessed with is that we have had some scares with my family in terms of. Uh, my elderly parents being sick. My dad was told he had COVID. Then he actually didn't, oh. um, which was good. It was a false positive. And I'm blessed that I'm healthy. And 
My family is too. Yeah. I know you had to go to Chicago to see everybody, right? And, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you could do that though. Yeah. It was freaking cold. <laughs> yeah. You, you texted me from there going, I don't know how you do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, I, I try to look for airfares because you're so much closer from Chicago and make me go for the day and come back that night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so expensive to, to go to Kansas city. Well, we're, we're, we're that kind of town. We're a premium city. No, I'm just kidding. No, we're not. <laughs> I think it's because we're not a major hub, right? It's, it's yeah, almost it never going to be cheaper to stop here, I guess. I don't know. That was, for listeners who don't know, we, we've chatted about offline, Sonia and I, about, well, if you're ever heading this direction, if you're heading east, you might as well stop here and visit. And uh, But of course, you're right. It's probably never going to be cheaper to stop here. But maybe, hey, here's what will happen, though, based on the news. Somebody will be unruly and cause a fight in the cabin of the plane, and they'll have to land here on their way to Chicago. <laughs> and there you go. What do you think? Yeah, because I go oh, so much closer. I wonder if it'll be like going from like L.A. to San Francisco. You could get like flights sometimes for, you know, they'll have sales. You could go 80 bucks each way. You know, yeah. Something yeah. like that. They but do that. It's like. 400 bucks from Chicago to go see you round trip. Well, just so you know, they do when things are more normal, there are those getaway fares that are really kind of cheap, like every now and then. But like I, I did one for 110 bucks to go see my buddy who lives in Chicago from here a few a round years trip ago. Or one way. Uh, I was, I was one way, but that adds up. You're right. But, but I mean, compared to 400 or whatever, 500, you know, but oh, anyway, yeah. It was good. Well, anyway, well, maybe maybe one of these days we'll figure it out, or or one of us will just get rich and we'll send the jet for the other. And <laughs> yeah, and the money wouldn't be a problem. There you um, go. So I have my my other question is name at least one thing that has changed for the better. Goodness gracious, one thing that has changed for the better. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Sonia and I were talking offline, and I'll just go into just briefly. Um, I've mentioned this previously a little bit, I think, on the show, but definitely, Sonia, you and I have chatted about this offline, is that, uh, you know, I'm a PR consultant, and my business has been okay lately, but COVID kind of put a big dent in it, and it's very hard to claw my way back, and I think I realized a few months ago that I just was tired of clawing, and so I think I made the decision that if the right job came around, I would go ahead and close being a consultant after 12 years, and guess what? I've got an offer as we speak. As we're recording this, uh, we're negotiating on a couple of little things, and Either way, I'm going to take it. I hope they don't hear me say that, but either way, I'm going to take it. <laughs> so, well, you know, I think, I'll release it on Friday. <laughs> yeah, do that. Do that. And then tag them. I'm not telling you that. Um, no, but I think what's changed for the better is that, you know, uh, I've realized that it's okay, even in this advanced, uh, my advanced years, that I can try other challenges. And um, I was despairing for a little bit that maybe because I was getting a few interviews, but I never quite got an offer. I thought, you know, am I too old or too set in my ways, or they think I'm an idiot. You go through all that stuff that yeah. usually has surprisingly very little to do with you. Actually, when you don't get a job, it's kind of like you, you know, as an actress, sometimes it's not because it's not because you're a bad actress or anything else. It's just, they see somebody who looks more what they think the part should look like or whatever, you know, it's all these things, but we tend to internalize those and those rejections, don't we? And, or at least yeah. I do. And anyway, but so what's trained for the better is that uh, I'm quitting my job, which is my company, um, but I'm okay with that. I, I think that that's going to help me not only financially, but also I, I think it, it's going to help me to perhaps achieve things on a steady, regular basis, you know, and earn my my paychecks and work for somebody who's going to say, this is good, or this needs work or whatever. It's because I, I think for the longest time, Sonia, that perhaps when you're your own boss, and you know this as well, that 
you kind of miss having somebody, you know, a client will tell you things, but it's a little different. You kind of miss though, just kind of knocking things out of the park at work and getting mm-hmm. recognition for it and feeling good about it and that kind of thing. So that's, sorry, a long-winded answer, but that's, uh, that's, that's where I feel on that. How about you? What's changed for the better? Well, and this was more like an introspective. I decided to let go. Now, letting go of possessions is easier to me than letting go of people. Hmm. But I realized that I need to get toxic. Tox. I don't know why I can't say toxicity. 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 Tox. Tox. What are you talking about? What's toxic? Possessions? I don't know. Just pe- people and, and things and possessions. I'm like a therapist. People tell me everything. <laughs> and sometimes, and I know that's my nature. So I'm not fighting that. And I actually enjoy people opening up to me. But I find that I have had because of my that being my nature that I also attract people that just want to constantly dump. To me, that's toxic to my own well being. So I'm still going to keep my nature. I mean, if I don't listen to people that would be fighting my nature, that's a whole new thing that that would start. (laughs) But I'm letting go of thinking that I have to help everybody. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't. And if you're you're trying to help everybody, you're no good to anybody because you can't. Um, No, you're exhausted. You're exhausted. Yeah. No, 100%. I'm fairly empathetic myself, I think. And it's hard because that is our nature to listen and try to help. um, But yeah, it's it's sad because as I get older, I just have less capacity for it, I think, too, because I need to like sleep and stuff. Yeah. And I think that we start as we get older, we start putting things together that we know is best. Like they do in the airplane, put your mask on first before you put on the. It's true. If you are not healthy, if you are feeling drained emotionally or physically, you need to take care of yourself because you're no good to anybody. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're doing this then because it's so evident in your creative work, how you are, um, you, you are this, uh, you are open. You're a very open soul. But as you said, it, it does leave you vulnerable to people who, and by the way, I don't think everybody who dumps on you means to. I just think, no, I don't think not, so either. They're not self aware enough to understand that when exactly. they constantly just go to you with things that are negative or scary to them, they're not really thinking it through that, wow, what, is, what effect does this have? If I'm emptying my my cup of crap into Sonia, well, what effect does that have on her? And have I bothered to help her maybe? Uh, drain some some poison out of her own chalice that kind yeah. of thing yeah because um, the people that do that rarely ask how you're doing yeah and i don't think they realize it they just are so overwhelmed that they think talking talking to but but it's true they're not self-aware enough to know how they affect someone else or i don't think they understand that everybody has problems and just because i'm not dumping on you doesn't mean i don't have them We just have to, we just deal with them differently. That's it. So that's one of the things for the better that I'm going to do. Um, It doesn't mean that I'll hate the person or anything like that. I'll just limit my time. I think that's fair. I listen, if all I did was dump on you, I would expect you to, 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 to keep me at arm's length. I would expect that, you know, of course you and I are enough friends where you could just say, you know, dude, seriously, (laughs) it's not all about you. Okay. You, you think you're the man. But take it from Chica, <laughs> you are not always the man. 
I know. It's funny how we get together once a month and we're like, we talk about everything in our lives. And I don't think we, we put any blocks in between. I think that's, we're like our own little therapy session here. <laughs> I know it's, it's kind of odd though. And it's one of the conceits of this podcast is the fact though, that we, I, I, I do think people like us, people, maybe people of other stripes, you, you find, you find people who are like yourself and connect. Um, one thing I think it's a great about here. I am talking like we're so great, but let me just say this. One thing I think it's great about both of us in that regard is just that we are both open people, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, I we're unafraid to, at least in the beginning, I think, open ourselves up and say, Hey, this is me. This is what's going on here. And then when you realize, okay, Sonia's cool. She's not a jerk. She's not going to take <laughs> advantage of me you know, then we'll be friends. And that yeah. works out You because you learn pretty quickly who, who the people are, who are just looking. Yeah. For a dump by, truck. Yeah. Or just looking to, and I don't think they, the sad thing is, I don't think they really realize it. No, you know, no, no. I mean, I've dated so many people like that and, you know, it's, uh, it's, I, and I think there've been times in my life when I, my life was really awful that I was probably that way to a degree, but temporarily not, it wasn't a way of life. Right. No, I think we all have. We all, you know, um, I've been told in the past as I'm dwelling on something and didn't realize I was dwelling on something. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Dwelling and ruminating. Those were, yeah, I do. Yeah, that and it, yeah. And if you can't do that, you can't move on. Cause it's like a, a record. It keeps repeating yeah. and then you start believing it. So oh, let's see what lessons have you learned this year? What not to do? That could be two separate questions, but you know. do do a podcast with somebody in California because it's a two hour difference in time. <laughs> and I'm more of a morning person than she is anyway. Um, no, um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, that nude layout. I didn't No, No, I'm just kidding. That, that, that actually worked out. I look great. It's very tasteful. No, I. So what was the question? What, 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 have like, I not what lessons have you learned this year? And a uh, second part is what not to do. Or what to do. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. Through my my other podcast, I, I as you know, Sonia, and I'm not going to go too deep into this because this is kind of, but I almost said no to a guest on my, my other show because mm -hmm. it was an author and he did a certain type of fiction that didn't interest me. And I was feeling very run down because I, I agreed to do too many shows. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did 62 shows on this, this show last year. That was ridiculous. It's stupid. I know. I'm an idiot. But I, I was starting to tell people no. And then I, but then what happened with this one, long story short, uh, and I'll just leave it here for now. We can talk more about it later, maybe if things come to fruition, but I got, I got a really nice payday out of it. I got a nice job out of it. I, I mean, he became a client in, in, a, in, a, in the very best possible way for me in every way. He's, he's great. And it was purely because he really enjoyed speaking with me. And I actually enjoyed speaking with him. And we've been working together for a couple of months now. And it's great. So learn to say yes, but also learn to say no. So I've learned, I've learned the reasons to say no are not because necessarily you've overextended yourself, you know, or, or whatever. I think you learn to say no when you're pretty sure it's going to be harmful to you, or it's just going to exhaust you further, but I don't know, maybe I'm not making sense, but it's, I think I've learned you've got to say no to keep your sanity, but, but just make sure it's not a blanket rule. Let, let your gut tell you every now and then. Cause I ended up deciding to go ahead and do the interview. I had no reason to do it other than the, the publicist was really hitting at me about it. says, he's great. You'll love him. You'll love him. 
And I was like, you know, why not? I had nothing to gain by it other than an extra interview on my show. Why not? And look what happened. So I, I guess that's not very clear, but I guess I learned to say yes and no judiciously. Basically, what I'm getting, what I'm getting from that is that you follow your gut. Mm. Because you know what? If you follow your heart, because there's so many times that I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to yeah. do it. And then I go, but it came my way. Why don't I want to do it? I'm one of these people that make lists like pros and cons. Because I want to see right in front of me what is good about it and what is not. And sometimes I want the pros to win and sometimes I want the cons to win. And it's the opposite. I'm like, oh, damn, now I have to do it. Because (laughs) I made a promise to myself that I'm going to weigh it. And sometimes it's a learning lesson. Sometimes it's a lesson that's coming your way and you got to be open to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so yeah. that, yeah. So what about you though? Is that, what, what, what was something that, that you picked up this year? Um, let me see. Oh, well, the lesson is that I cannot help people if they don't want to be helped. Well, that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. And that's, that was my, my lesson because I even apologized to somebody and told them that I'm sorry that I was pushing because it's not my life. It's your choice. And even though I saw a lot of potential in this person, you can't make them have potential, even if you think they have it. And they told me that they thanked me and they said, you know, I just wasn't ready. You know, I have a friend, she's a client, but, but actually a friend more than a client and, or she was a client. She gets these opportunities thrown at her and she kind of panics a little because Mm -hmm. it pulls her a little bit out of her comfort zone comfort zone. I almost said pleasure zone. I thought, God, what am I thinking here? Cause wow. Yeah. That would okay. not sound right. <laughs> don't, don't tell her I was thinking about her pleasure zone. No, no. I, and she, she, so she calls me. And of course my thought is let's, let's, and I mean, this is the nicest sense of the word exploit. Let's exploit this opportunity. Let's make some money. Let's make this grow. And I'm like, I would do this because she, she made the mistake of asking me this question. What would you do, Alex? Well, here I go. And I go for like 15 minutes and I do this. And then she's like, oh, and she freaks out. She's like, I can't do all that. And I'm like, well, okay, I'll help you. And long story short was just that she was so apprehensive about all the potential for it. She said, no, she just didn't do it. She had this great opportunity. Yeah, sometimes. It wasn't, I'm sorry to interrupt you. It wasn't going to like change her life, but it was going to add dimension to her business and make her a little bit of money. She just froze up, couldn't do it. Yeah. If you feel insecure, you know, you don't feel you're going to do a good job anyway, if you're insecure about it. Right. Yeah. Especially I in your understand. pleasure zone. Comfort <laughs> <laughs> <sorry>. zone. Comfort <laughs> <laughs> zone. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I have, and I, I hope my boss doesn't, he goes, uh, well, he'll know if he ever listens to my podcast, which I don't think he does, but he, I've had like four job offers, you know? I don't doubt it. Yeah. And they've been, well, you know what, when I was unemployed, nobody was offering me anything. That's how I got in debt was I had to live off my credit cards and I hated every minute of that because they were, they were at zero balance and they're not at zero balance anymore because the pandemic came right after that. (laughs) So, you know, we've all had, financially hard times during the pandemic, I think some people panic more than others. I mean, it was funny. I don't know if I ever told you that I was calling in the beginning of the pandemic, people were, 
you know, a lot of companies were allowing you to pay things with, they would lower your interest or all of that. And I called one company and the guy goes, God, you're awfully calm. I'm like, okay, if I came to you and I was really upset, is the answer going to change? He goes, no. I go, then why am I going to be upset? <laughs> I can't change it. But he, he, I guess he came across a lot of people calling and sheer panic yeah. and upset. Sure. And then I come along and I'm like, hi, you know, what can you do for me? I know that you're doing this, this and that. Can I apply for that? And then they said, yeah. And but it was one of the things is like he said to me, you're so calm. Yeah, well, you can't well, change what it happened. It's how you reflect, how you act with it. I admire your I admire that, that you maintained your calm, you know, doesn't mean that on the inside I wasn't going. Ah! But. Oh, I, I understand. Yeah. I mean, I think that, yeah, I think that's a good lesson for everybody too. Is just, you know, don't, don't lose your mind, everybody, you know, take it one day at a time. Things are going to, things are going to get better. Right. And I think so many times we think of what ifs, oh, what if this happens? Or what if I don't have a home or what if, you know, what if is in the future? It's not the present what's happening in the present right yeah. now. We, I have enough money to survive for a couple months. I need to make more money, but that is, what it is. I mean, right. I have been blessed because I feel like I'm money has appeared when I've needed it. So I'm putting my faith into the cosmos and, you know, whatever comes my way, I will work with it and stop fighting life. Just let it flow. That's a great. And, you know, that's a great point, too, is that it's that that also that story that apocryphal, it's not apocryphal, it's that that metaphor, though, the, the, it's not even a metaphor. It's anyway, it's a the, the idea, though, the, you know, and the you're a writer, is, huh? I know. I am so, <laughs> gosh, I am so, I don't know. Worse with words. <laughs> I don't, I, this has been happening to me a lot lately, by the way. I, I, I don't know. I'm told it happens at my age. But anyway, uh, I, I should stay in my pleasure zone. No, I'm sorry. My comfort zone. See, it keeps happening. <laughs> no. Uh, so it's a story about the guy who there's a big flood and he's he's uh, trying to escape the flood. And so we, he's up, in, uh, up on the roof of his house and a guy comes by in a canoe and says, come on. He's like, no, I'm waiting. I pray to the Lord that he'll he'll deliver me from this. And he goes, okay. And then uh, a little bit later, a, a helicopter comes and drops a ladder. And he says, no, no. He waves him off. The Lord's going to take care of me. Um, and uh, then, you know, the flood gets worse and he drowns. And he goes to heaven and, and he says, uh, my Lord, why didn't you take Why didn't you help me? I'm dead. Why didn't you help me? And God says, well, I sent you a canoe and a helicopter. <laughs> Is it my fault? You're an idiot. You didn't take them, but, you know, so, right. I mean, so. yeah. well, there's that thing that God helps those that help themselves. Thank you. Yes. See, yes. I didn't have to tell a dumb story. You, you I could have just said that you, you would have said that. All right, fine. No, but the point is I, I got to that. It's like, like you're saying, you got money thing. I got some money things too. And, but the thing I have to do is like, I got, I've got a job offer. I'm willing over and I've got some other irons in the fire. I've got to say yes to those things, even though. I am a little nervous about it all. Mm -hmm. Like if I take this job offer, I haven't worked for anybody else in 12 years and I'm afraid hard. I have my, my fears, right. That I'll just look ridiculous or I won't know what to do or, you know, silly stuff. Right. Um, or it'll take me out of my, my, my comfort zone. It'll take me out of the, the routine I've had for 12 years, which I've grown quite accustomed. And I know you, you and I are similar in that regard. Mm -hmm. Right. But if like, if a really good, uh, job showed up yeah would you 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 would not just shirk and run away from it just because no you're, it's, no it's new, you know you? what i i think 
when when something is out of my comfort zone, I I like I almost put like the brakes on, like I put my heels on and the brakes on, and then I go, no, you have to be open for change. You have to be open for growth. Yeah. So that's where I do my pros and cons list again. <laughs> but I keep my options open. Um, anything that takes me away from the things I love, which is my writing and you know, the artistic things I like to do. But what I found after many years of working on my own business is when I went and worked for someone else, it was really nice to have all those people at work and talking with them and bouncing ideas off of them. It was just nice because I was used to doing everything by myself that now I didn't have to do everything by myself. I had help. Right. Well, I said that I, I uh, did uh, my, uh, my other podcast, the PR after hours is the one that's probably going to take the hit when I, when I take this position, because I just, something's got to go. But I said that in my final uh, episode of the year for that one, I just said, uh, when you, you go hunting for the game, you bag the game, you, you skin the game, you cook the game, you eat the game, then you start over the next day and it's all you, it gets old, it gets hard. Um, difficult and especially if the game is pretty scrawny you know you're not getting a good meal out of it which is where i've been past couple of years so mm-hmm. uh the idea though of just knowing i'm going to go to an office or a virtual office or whatever and here are my tasks that i am responsible for right that's it yeah clock clock in take care of those tasks clock out and go you have your your life in the evenings and weekends but also like you said have the camaraderie of other people because yeah. we're both looking at each other here on Zoom, folks, and uh, you're missing out because she looks stunning today. But, <laughs> Thank but you. We're, we're looking in our little offices, right? Yeah. You know what? If we're just in here, even though we're, we can, we have the option to Zoom with people, it's not healthy. Humans need other humans. Yeah, you need. And it's funny because I really feel you need the essence, like the energy of people. We feed off yeah. that energy. And I don't think that I mean, it sounds like, you know, new agey or whatever, but it's true. You can sense when someone walks in the room and they're angry or when someone Mm -hmm. without them even saying anything, you could feel it. And I think you can also feel when people are joyful or willing to work together and there's a good uh, camaraderie. How do you say that? (laughs) Camaraderie. Thank you. Camaraderie. Yes. Yes. So I think that's important, but I could do that once every two weeks. I don't need to be in the office every day. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I, yeah, this thing I'm up for, I don't think I have to be there every day, which is good. Cause also I don't want to get exposed to people that much right now uh, with things, but yeah. yeah, So there you go. That's, that's, I think that's my answer. So that is for our lessons. Now, what would you like to change in the coming year? About myself or or the world or. whatever comes to mind um i think i i would like to just try to keep working on on you know eliminating stinking thinking i get to this point where i uh, i get i get ruminative about things or i i focus on something i i i perceive to have done or i'm one of those people who i will turn over sometimes not always but i'll turn over a conversation in my head for ever thinking I had offended someone or, or, you know, or said something stupid or, or, or just stuff like that, which is, and I know why I do it. There's a lot of re- reasons for it. And I'm not going on into those here, but I'm just going to work on cutting myself some slack about stuff like that. 
and reminding myself that most people, you're in and out of their lives. You say something stupid. What if I did offend somebody? What if I offended you right now? Um, you know what? Probably I'd call you on it. We, you'd call me on it. And then by the next time we spoke, unless it was just really egregious, you'd be, you would have forgotten about it or, or yeah. don't care, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I think I'm going to work on reminding myself that, you know, you're human and you're not always going to get things hundred percent right. But that doesn't mean that you need to set up your own, um, mental torture chamber to make sure that, you know, you, you, you know, atoned for that sin. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good one because I it reminded me of Wayne Dyer. Uh, yeah, I saw yeah, him give yeah. a speech, may he rest in peace. And yeah. he said, Stop thinking about what you think people are thinking about you. They don't have that much time in the day, based I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> to give you that much time. They have their own lives. So they don't really think about you. Yeah. Some yeah. people do though. Some people are obsessive. Let me see. Uh, I put keep improving myself. Um mm-hmm with uh, health and fitness, because I've gotten very much in the last couple of years, and I would say the last maybe seven years of doing the meditation of really working on my, my soul and my mind and all of that. And, but I've also let go of my good eating habits and mm. exercise. And so I, I used to work out every day. I mm. used to eat super healthy and I was 20 pounds thinner because of it. So I am going to do that because my body felt better. Hmm. You know, I didn't have, and I, I think we, people with stomach aches don't realize that a lot of what they eat is causing it. Mm-hmm. Some people just actually have issues with their stomach, but um, mine is with what I eat. So I'm taking care of that. Let's see. I'm, what else did I put? Oh, I got to stop telling myself that I can handle it and things are okay because half the time I can't, I can't, I can't handle it. But I mean, on the outside, I am like, like I come, you know, and I can say I can handle it because in reality is I am the only one that can handle it, but I have to realize that certain things are out of reach right now for me to work on. Right. So I have to be kinder to myself is basically what I'm saying. So we both are, right? We're both thinking about that for each for ourselves. Yeah. Being kinder we're, to ourselves. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's tough to do though, because you're, I'm sure you are like I am to me. Your, your harshest critic is on yourself. I, I yeah. guess to everybody, right? Except for the people who are really aren't self-aware. I don't think uh, the unexamined life, the, there's folks out there, Sonia. I mean, I, you just know, really don't, second guess themselves or any, and, and that doesn't mean they're bad people or anything, but they just kind of go through life differently than we do. And it's, it, I am amazed and, and, and full of awe when I think of that. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I've seen people that are that way, but they're either advanced or not. I, I don't see a middle ground. I mean, I, mm. I guess we're the middle ground here because yeah. we know that we can improve. Everybody can improve. Right. Um, it's just part of life. You go through life, you improve yourself. You don't stay with the same thing because and then people get angry because they're in the same place, but you haven't done anything that changed your life to make it better. And I think fear, fear, I think is it was what it comes down to. I don't even want to watch commercials because they're either, oh, my God, you're doomed. You need this kind of protection or your life is going to be, you know, when you die. Oh, my God, how are they going to get buried? You know what? Throw me in a, <laughs> cremate me, throw me in a jar and do whatever you want. 
my soul has moved on. I'm not going to feel it. Fear or when advertising pulls at your heartstrings too much. If you don't give money, these people are going to die. These animals are, I, I go, you know what? Yeah, it's part of life, but still, I don't want to seem like I'm heartless because I have a lot of compassion for that. It affects me too much to see it. Yeah. So I can't, I, I put it on mute or I just switch the channel. Same because, here. Yeah. Because there is a lot of sad to say injustices in the world. You just do what you can do. Um, exactly. I, you know how I've done this, and I think you, because you do the same thing I do. Uh, you volunteer, and, and you gave a talk recently, and uh, opened some eyes. I know that, and but I'm on the board of a local hunger charity, and I just tell myself, you know what, I'm donating several hours a month to this charity of my talents and my time, and and my and some of my money, and that's what I can do. I can help my own backyard a little bit, help people who are hungry in my city. That's what I can do, mm-hmm. and. My deal too is I I just can't bear to look at a lot of the news of other countries where so many people are suffering and it, it breaks my heart, but you can't save the world. Well, you know, I think it was out of uh, Voltaire's Candide. I mean, you just must tend to your own garden, which I take to believe that help your own backyard, help your, if you can make your community a little better, perhaps if everybody did that, we could start uplifting. Uh, right. So I don't you know, know, like I've, uh, I've donated my time to a couple charities And I like when I'm actually there for the reason that I signed up for it. Mm. For instance, like I'm a writer, I'm a poet. So if I could help other people with poetry and, and that, then that's great that I'm in my, I'm in my realm. But what I have found is that I've donated my time. Then it's all of an, oh, well, we need an office worker. We need someone to do. It's like, that's not what I signed up for. (laughs) yeah yeah that's a good point it's not what i signed up for and so i've had to limit my time because you know it's i'm not free labor yeah i'm here to be a mentor to teach and i will be more than happy to give my time to that because if i feel that i'm making a difference in someone's life that they, I could better their life, then that's what I really want to do. I don't want to do office work. I got enough office work to do here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. Okay. And actually that was almost the last one. Oh. Um, oh, one of the things I like to change in the new year is I was a singer for a long time. I think I want to, I miss it. There's just something about, singing that is so soulful and and yeah. it releases so i'm gonna get back into singing again just for Good. myself just as a as a therapeutic yeah. thing it's very therapeutic for me good well so okay i'm hearing you're going to meditate and do those things you're going to work out you're going to sing you're doing all these things that are healing and necessary for you and your positive growth and that's fantastic i like that well i've been meditating for many years Right. In fact, I got to the point I used to do so many guided meditations and I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to hear guided meditations. Now I just play the music and I do my own meditations. Well, you've reached a higher level of meditation skill then, because I mean, if I try it, I got to be guided because I, I can't turn off the hamster wheel. I'm very bad oh, at that. Yeah. You know how I got over that? Your mind is always going to go off on to-do lists on all of this. So not to fight it because it's going to do that anyway. 
put yourself in a place you want to be at the beach, in a forest, in a meadow, in the ocean. My and- pleasure zone. <laughs> yes, I, that one would actually be pleasure zone versus comfort zone because you want to get out of your comfort zone. Something that does give you pleasure. Like, you know, we look at nature, nature is so healing. Mm-hmm. I yeah. always, I have to put myself, and I love trees and the forest. So that's where I put myself. And if I could actually visualize, and you're a writer, and you know how to visualize very well if you're a writer, just put yourself there. You know, sometimes I I put myself so much in there that I can actually, my other senses go in. Mm. Because you have memory. And so you know what a forest smells like. And you know what it sounds like. And so when you get into that deeper meditation by looking at that, then your mind, your monkey mind doesn't take over. Yeah. The monkey mind, the monkey mind, the curse of human existence. We are, but very large brain primates, you know, (laughs) well, if you think about it, fear is actually a good thing that we have because in terms of a species, we are a very vulnerable species. Yeah. I mean, we don't have fangs or claws or armor that that we're built. I mean, we have armor that's in our head, but, you know, we're just not built that way. So fear is actual of savior, but I think it also gets in the way. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Is there anything that you would like the audience to know about you? or um it says anything you'd like to add for the year end yeah no i just say this that um uh, check out sonia's poetry of course um but the other thing is uh make your own poetry what and it doesn't i don't mean literally necessarily not everybody's a poet not everybody's a writer but everybody has something that brings them joy and i would just um not challenge you but i would i would ask you to look into your yourself and think about next year and think about doing the things for yourself, listener, that uh, can give you some of the, these these benefits that, that uh, Sonia and I are discussing that we do. You know, I work out. I don't work out every day anymore. I can't. I'm just getting old. But And I do kickboxing. And that's pretty hard to do every day. Oh, I love kickboxing. I do, it's great. But it's just, oh, where's your It hurts. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. Yeah, you hurt. Yeah. But I do that. But I also, I do, I literally go to the, I take walks and hikes and the forest bathing and things like that. But I also, uh, you know. Well, as a writer, I just, when I make a really good sentence, sometimes I just like, wow, that's all right. Rock and roll. That worked. That was cool. Um, so I, I just um, admonish people to uh, maybe turn off the TV, quit staring at your phone. And I'm not saying if that's your jam, fine, but maybe find something else that can give you um, some pleasure and, and enhance meaning in your life. Uh, that's something I would ask people to consider doing in 2022. I don't do New Year's resolutions because I never keep them. It's like my, the way my mind works, as soon as I write it down, it's like, oh, you think you're going to do that? No, you're not. <laughs> it's like automatically, it's like I'm being defiant with myself. So I don't. I can see that. So <laughs> thanks a lot. But I could, um, what I would say is whatever you do in life, know that you have value. Yes. And I think. That's why so many people are into the TV or a phone. It numbs them from themselves. And I think if we all knew that there is love in our heart and that we have value, and I think value is a very important thing. We don't value ourselves enough. 
right? We don't. Learning value above anything. If you have to make a New Year's resolution, let it be that you have value. Yes. I think that's a theme we've had today unintentionally, though. We're just talking about maybe getting off our own backs. Don't listen to the monkey brain. Mm -hmm. Don't get too wrapped up. uh, Don't get wrapped around your own axle, that kind of thing. I think that's uh, I think it's good advice. It's not something that's particularly profound. It's just stuff that uh, I don't know. I've been knocking around this planet for a few decades and it's just what I've what's I what I've learned. And I think Sonia agrees and she's learned, you know. Yeah. Uh, but if you're out there and you're, and you're questing and you're struggling, just take it, take a, a moment, look around you and think about maybe do what Sonia does and write make a list or two of the things that work for you and the things that don't work for you. And it's it's kind of I think it's a side benefit of being writers is that we, we put so much on paper. It does change the way you perceive things. If you were to take, let's talk about that hamster wheel for a minute. You know, like I, I get, sometimes I get hung up on thinking I did something silly or wrong and people are thinking about it. You know, some, but I have found though, that when I will just take it out of my head and talk to somebody, that's helpful. But even just taking it out of my head by writing it down and then putting it aside and then coming back to it after you go have a sandwich or something, and you're looking at it and you're going, Oh, geez, that that kind of, you know, you look at it and you think that's not such a big deal, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I've done that where I do a what if you just had a conversation with someone and then you're, you go, what if they do this? And you're you're working your way yourself up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for something that hasn't even happened. (laughs) Right. And probably won't happen. It won't happen. And I have told myself, stop. This is not even happening. This is all stuff I'm making up. And sure enough, it wasn't even an issue, you know, so I have told myself, stop, write it down, because writing things down, and if you're afraid that someone in your family, or your loved one is going to see what you write, I have a ritual, and this does not mean to burn your house down, but Mm. I'll just take it, and whatever I write, if I never want anyone to see it, I'll just burn it over the stove and put it in a potlet, and just see it burn. Mm. Or you could even create that in your mind. I have a meditation on Inside Timer called uh, Letting Go with the Four Elements. And that's what it talks about. It talks about walking barefooted on the ground. That's your earth. The rain coming, the wind and burning. I let go with love and uh, acceptance, I think is what it says. <laughs> I don't remember my own meditation, but <laughs> it, it's letting it go. But yeah. with love, not with hate. Because right. if you let it go with hate, you're not letting it go. Right. Yeah, you're not. You're yeah. not letting it go. No. So this is it for our year end uh, episode. <laughs> and guys, we are uh, going to do it on a monthly because Alex is getting really busy. And I am too. Join us sometime in January for yes. our next episode. And we will continue on on what is what is going on with us. Until then, many blessings, and I wish you a lot of value in you and your family. See you next year. Bye. You've been listening to Chica. And the man. I'm the man, Alex Greenwood. And I am Chica, Sonia Iris Lozada. And we'll catch you next time right here on Chica and the Man. <laughs>